Hello and welcome to the Metal Hammer podcast number 40. I'm here with Luke. Hello, I'm back. How was your break? It was alright. Well, did I, I can't remember what I did now. It was Halloween and I was off. And I did nothing Halloween-y whatsoever, I don't think. Don't care. There's something more important happening. Oh, fuck you then. What's happening, Luke? <laughs> the new issue's out. Yeah. Uh, and what is special about it? Oh, I wrote the bloody cover feature. That's what's so exciting about it. Luke did write the cover feature and it is amazing. But what is very exciting is that Slipknot are on the cover. Yes. Boy, the best band in the fucking world. And it's a very special issue because Metal Hammer has had a redesign. Yes, what does that mean, Eleanor, to people who don't know? It means we've got loads more exciting new regular features, we've got all the bands you love, we've got everything all metal all the time, even more metal, <laughs> even the best more metal. metal ever. Not only have we got that Slipknot cover feature, we have got an exclusive interview with M Shadows where we ask him your questions. We've got Greg Pagiato talking through the tracks and the bands that have made his life. We've got Tom Morello giving us our life lessons. Ooh. Everything we need to know about everything. <laughs> We've got soil work in the studio. We've got the story behind Living After Midnight with Judas Priest. Nice. We have got your Slipknot cover feature. Yes! Massive pages of Slipknot. Massive pages with Corey, Clown and Joey for yeah, the first time. Yeah, we spoke to Joey, which is an amazing thing to have done because, you know, he doesn't usually comment with these kind of things and you had a big old chat with him about yeah, Slipknot and his place in it, didn't big, you? Big old chat with, with all three of them. I think had two hours in total I spoke to the, to the guys in Slipknot and yeah, it's a... Very interesting read to people who are interested in Slipknot and where they've been and where they're going. It's a big celebration of all hope is gone, but also what it meant for them going forwards. Exactly, yeah. And uh, some really interesting stuff in there about their relationships, their music, what they, you know, what they might be doing in the future. Yes, there's some very cryptic goings on yeah. about, about, what, about what's coming ahead. And we also spoke to the video director who did all the videos for All Hope Is Gone. <laughs> yeah, who's got who's like just a story machine. Yeah, he had some great anecdotes about what it's like working with the Nine. Yeah, and how they just set fire to everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous place of work, I imagine. All that for the Slipknot feature. We also have a feature on Baby Metal's new comic book. We spoke to the comic book artist he received all of his instructions from the fox god <laughs> and talk, talked about what it was like to bring that unique band to life on the page. We have 20 years of Garage Inc, a massive celebration nice. of that record and speaking to some of the original bands whose songs Metallica covered, finding out what they're all about. We have Coheed and Cambria who've come back with more of the Amory Wars. Yay! Didn't think that that saga would come back, but they've resurrected it and it's got brand new chapters. It's like Star Wars. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so big. And he tells us all about what that's about. Again, what we can expect for the future, which sounds, yeah, sounds like they need a, a bunch of movies as well. And we've also got an exclusive, massive feature about Lords of Chaos. Yes. We spoke to Jonas Ackland and Necro Butcher, really did a deep dive into the Norwegian black metal scene in the early days and exactly what went on. Yeah. Trying to separate the truth from the fiction. Yeah, written by Jonathan Seltzer, who, yeah. you know, listeners of this podcast will know is Captain Black Metal. And yeah, I think he really enjoyed writing this one. By, by it's a bit. fantastic piece from Jonathan. He is Captain Metal, he is Captain Extreme. He knows everything there is to know about Norwegian black metal. He basically lives in Norway as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he might helps. be there now. So, you know, he knows everything there is to know, so definitely check that out. We have got a head-to-head -head between John Baisley from Baroness and Tim Salt from Clutch talking about the guitar 
and how they both came up in their careers and just having a good old chat really about about riffs. We have got a massive piece on Amon Amarth. They've got a new documentary coming up and we spoke to them just about their career and their lives and how they ended up writing about Vikings for a bloody long time. A bloody long time, yeah. Go on. As I say, it's amazing they've managed to write about Vikings for so long. And do it so well. And that's the thing, they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, like genuinely one of the best. Like, their headline set at Bloodstock last year was ridiculous. Like, Was it last year? It was last year. Yeah. Absolutely mental. I love it. I love it too. And we've got our Hollow Out Home as well. A newer metal band. I'm sure loads of you guys have heard of anyway. They've got a very special record out. We have also got loads of live review action. We've got Hailstorm, Death Heaven, The Black Queen, Lucifer... Raging Speedhorn, High on Fire and Tacker, and many more all getting the hammer rating. Is that a word? Yes, sure. The the hammer rating. (laughs) (laughs) Five hammers. (laughs) Big hammers or small hammers? Exactly, that's how Depending on the size of the hammer is how good the record is. That's not a real thing. That's not a thing. No, we just not, made it up. That might be, anyway, might be a reader's line, but we've not gone that we've far. We've not gone that far. But, but it's, we, there's a fuck lot come, in there. Yeah, that. they I, come under the microscope. And, but there's also our actual reviews as well for our Jesus albums as well. Christ. We've got our verdicts and architects. You know, yes, how, which is out tomorrow as you're listening your to this. your verdict, actually, isn't it, Luke? <laughs> yes, it is. My VI wrote that review. Yeah, my thoughts on the new architects record, which is a bit bloody good. And it's out tomorrow. So not only have we got that, we've also got gifts as well. We have got Slipknot Guide to Life, which is your book full of amazing Slipknot quotes that to inspire <laughs> you to live your best life. That's what the kids say. That it? is what the kids say. If you if you want to know how to live your life like nine <laughs> nut jobs, <laughs> then yeah, then follow this book. You have to look inside because there's some amazing gems in there from Clown. Yeah, it, some yeah. of my favourites. Does not mince his words and just comes out with some crackers. It's I've been, uh, we got those books in earlier, and I've been opening up every morning to get a little bit of inspo for my day. So it's very <laughs> yeah. And we've also got a CD of brand new noise from a load of awesome bands as well. So please listen to that. But yeah, it's crazy. And there's Get a poster. There's issue. a big bloody poster in there's there a as big, well. I even forgot the poster. Forgot how, the poster. how could I? How could you? A big bloody Slipknot poster. I know. It's it's. Li- I can't. I, as as you were reading out, I'm genuinely surprised how much we've managed to cram into this magazine. Yeah, it is massive. It is massive. It is a redesign. It has gifts. It has an amazing Slipknot cover feature from Luke. It has Bane Metal. It has Garage Inc. It has Lords of Chaos. It has a Monomath. It has M Shadows. It has Judas Priest. Oh, I just said yeah, it's fucking. I haven't even mentioned everything. No, yeah, and there's more. There's probably more. There's it's, loads more. Yeah, there's some adverts in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read every single page very, very <laughs> thoroughly, but yeah, we're it's gonna it, we're super stoked on it, aren't we? Yeah, it's it's genuinely amazing. It's taken forever. Lewis, our art editor, art genius, has spent a long ass time putting this together, and yeah, it looks great. Feels great. Is great. The paper's shinier. Think exactly. of that. Better quality paper. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Better trees. <laughs> but what else have you going on in the world, Anna? We went to a gig, didn't we? I forgot about everything else because the new issue is so good. <laughs> Out now. Get it now. Go get, get the new issue. Slipknot issue. New. That's the thing to remember. But yeah, loads of stuff going on as well <laughs> in the, about in the outside world. Well, we, went, uh, we went to see Slayer. Fucking you, Slayer. It's weird, isn't it? The final London show. Very weird. It, yeah, like, well, we got, so we started at the, sort of the beginning. We got there just as Anthrax finished, didn't we? Yeah. And, and from what I could tell, Anthrax were good. I think we got there, I saw, that, saw the last two songs, I thought Anthrax were decent. They seem to be having just a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Did you see the kid dressed as Freddie Mercury? That was brilliant. At the side of the stage. He had his own microphone, so yeah. I believe he might have been uh, the son of somebody in the band. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, uh, but, not just uh, ran uh, on stage. But obviously don't want to say exactly who in case we're completely wrong. No, exactly. But uh, yeah, amazing. Uh, as a child, maybe <laughs> just about a child. Seven, seven or eight maybe, I'm not sure. But yeah, but I thought Anthrax I thought Anthrax were really, uh, were really good, and uh, obviously, it's a fair argument that a Slayer fan would also be an Anthrax fan. And yeah, the crowd was going pretty, pretty hard for Anthrax, who are, you know, on before Lamb of God, which is not an easy task, especially because Lamb of God were fucking great. Yeah, I mean, that was, if you weren't heavy, Lamb of God were heavy. They were properly heavy as well. I mean, yeah. like, it was a wicked set list as well. Really couldn't follow. Oh, they, they, they did Black Label, which I was a bit good about. But you know, what with me in hell. God hates God hate, Redneck. God hates all is a uh, slayer. What, what would I mean? I don't know what you what mean. mean. <laughs> I, I meant what with me in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I've not slept very much, Luke. Yeah, Ellen's just got back from France we'll early this morning. We'll get back. We'll get on to that. But yeah, that is like, Lamb of uh, Lam God was just ridiculous. I mean, Randy was obviously having a great time up there because they've not been back in London, I think, since they supported Megadeth, which was like two or three years ago now. And yeah, just jumping around that stage and properly hammering it out like everyone on those. It's bad. Like, we we went backstage with Lamb of God in the States when they were doing the leg of the tour in the US supporting Slayer. And Randy was talking to us about strapping up his ankle and like injuries he's got and stuff. But you know, he just goes on and does it anyway. And he was jumping off stuff that was probably like way too high to be jumping off. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, how high is that? It's higher than a person's height. It's like twice as high as you, and you're like six foot or something. So yeah, and it's like, how is he not shattering every single bone in his body? Because he's bloody metal. That's it. <laughs> I don't think he's, li- he's not. He's not Wolverine, is he? Well, no, he's not. But, oh, fuck, I, I forgot how, not even forget how much I love Lamb of God, but because I was talking to Merlin about this, who you might notice is not here. But, oh, yeah, we forgot to say Yeah, Merlin, Merlin's, Merlin's ill. But, he's got man But All right, he's, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. But Lamb of God haven't actually talked on a headline tour of the UK in ages. They don't really come over here that often. And I forget how like, punishing they are live and the, and, like, the pits were getting pretty violent towards yeah. the end. Oh, it was great. I was not loving the bass as somebody I've talked about this before. I've got tinnitus in my left ear, a bit of damage there. Bass was a little bit too much for me. Okay. It did like ruin my enjoyment a little bit because it was like, it wasn't, I was like, it can't just be me because everything was vibrating. Like right. the seats, the barriers, like my fingernails, my teeth. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, okay. So there's always like a little bit of fear. I'm like, shit, I'm fucking my ear over. But the, their performance was faultless. Yeah. But. Then Slayer came on. Yeah. Sound, they sounded incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. No problems with Maya there. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking brutal. Exactly. They just do what Slayer do so well, you know. They didn't really interact with the audience very much. Tom said a few words, but they just got their head down. They played fast. They played hard. They played tight. And they were just Slayer. That's what Slayer do. They come and they play and they always get it right. It's crazy how, like... Good they ha- they were and sort of and have been for a few years. I think we've talked before on the podcast about the Brixton show last year or the year before where they were on it. But like tonight, or like, not not tonight, but uh, on Saturday, it was yeah like a band that on the farewell tour and in their fifties, like they were still so fast and just it they was intense. They look effortless, it was crazy. don't they? Though? Yeah. They make it look effortless. 
Um, but you know, they, Kerry seemed to be having a good time. He was like properly, properly like properly going for it. Yeah. And I feel like you can't say rocking out. It sounds lame. <laughs> yeah. Well, doing the equivalent of whatever he does. Having a rocking good time. Yeah. And Gary Holt just looked really, really stoked. Like he looked really like happy to be there and you know, really he, enjoying it. He always wears that kill the Kardashian stage. Yeah, I know. It literally doesn't take it off. Yeah. Um, Tom was just. Tom, you know, obviously he can't headbang nowadays, but he just kind of stands there and just is metal and just is, you know. At, at the end, he looked genuinely emotional. He really did. Like, yeah, as, so... as they were sort of like they finished um, on Angel of Death, obviously, and they sort of put the instruments down, and then Tom was sort of stood there like taking it all in and walking around the stage, and it was just like, oh. Yeah, Tom. he almost looks a bit, um, just a bit overwhelmed, a bit sort of a bit in disbelief about it. Yeah, like like it... just yeah, just like you said, walks around taking it in. And it is mad that yeah, that it's. Slow, you know, they've, uh, they're slowly drawing to a close now. Uh, you know, this band that you know been playing the devil's music for you know for the best part of forty years or whatever is fucking. And they're going out, still being able to do it as well as they ever did. Like you know, there's no you kind of don't, you don't watch them go like, oh yeah, it's time, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those songs are <laughs> so hard as well. Now. Yeah. Like you know, disciple, not the Lamb of God song, uh, Eleanor, the Slayer song, the uh, Angel of Death, South of Heaven, Seasons in the Abyss. Raining Blood, obviously, Dead Skin Mask, like, it's fucking, like, every, every song is just like, yeah, here's another, like, staple that would go on any greatest hits. Because obviously they've got no new album to promote, so it was just, here's the, what, 15, 19 songs, was it? Just the yeah. best of Slayer. It was good hearing Raining Blood, wasn't it? I mean, it you, was, you can yeah. get used to it a bit, you can get a bit used to just like, oh yeah, it's just Raining Blood, whatever. But, you know, hearing Raining Blood on their final tour, on their last London show, everyone yeah. knows it's coming, everything's building up to it. It was just really good. It was fucking good. It's, 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 I know what you mean, but when you go see Metallica and play Enter Sandman, you are a bit like, all right, okay, yeah, you have to do this. But when you hear that opening to Rain and Blood, it's like, yeah, yeah fucking come on, man. It's a bit chills, isn't it? Yeah, let's punch everyone everything. Or you kind of get activated. It <laughs> yeah, it literally is, like, yeah. It's just like, right, let's just go. If something's changed inside me, my, yeah, exactly. my blood's changed type. It's exactly like that. Someone's <laughs> just press the switch and everyone just suddenly like, I'm not me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I am one with the metal. Yeah. But yeah, farewell Slayer. It sucks. Yeah. Absolutely sucks. But I'm happy that I got to see them as many times as I did. One of the bands I've seen most, I think, is Slayer. Yeah, well, they always pop up at festivals. They just kind of became one of those staple bands where every year it comes summer, you would see them and just be like, oh, it's Slayer again. Yeah, and, it, but, and every time I'd go see them, I don't think there's ever been a festival where Slayer have played and I didn't go and watch Slayer. No, because you just, today you always feel the call. <laughs> exactly, it's just being dragged <laughs> to the other side you of the festival. You just have to, you just have to. So yeah, I mean, great final show. We didn't even talk about the production, you know. they had, The fire, the sheer amount of fire. It was great though, because it was really cold on Saturday. <laughs> so it was like, not only does it look good, it actually felt nice and warm. It's, it's like, mmm. Yeah, so around the open fire. But yeah, there's like not just flames and walls of flames. There's like little jets of fire just bouncing around the stage, making little pentagrams at times. It's just yeah, so Yeah, so they had, so on either side of the stage, they had a big Slayer logo, like the eagle pentagram thing. And then when the flames went up, they kind of licked around the pentagram. So it's like you've just got the silhouette of it. Mm. So it just looked really evil and really cool. It's oh, a fucking cool band. Like, there's no way of putting it. But let's stop talking about Slayer because we've been banging on about this for a while. Yeah. But you went to another gig, I think. I did, yeah. I, I didn't just... go to this, so it's, but it's the reason you're tired today. It is. I didn't come out this morning. I came out last night, but it came out quite late. I went to see Ishan in Paris. 
Yeah. Not was... even for work. You went for pleasure. I did. Imagine that. <laughs> I went on a holiday. So they were playing, or he was playing, the Moulin Rouge. Ooh, which sexy. Which is another reason to go. <laughs> sexy, <laughs> sexy, sexy as <laughs> So that was very cool. But they were supported by a Neobliviscaris. It's really oh, hard yeah, to say, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Obliviscaris. The New Zealand prog metalers. Is that them? Australian, New Australian. Zealand. Australian. Australian prog metalers. Yeah. That is them. Um, sort of got like a little... They got quite a lot of press, didn't they, a couple of years ago for crowdfunding their record. Because mm. they were sort of one of the first bands to do it like that openly with that much yeah. publicity. And it was sort of a bit of a turning point of almost this is a thing now. Um, but yeah, they were. I've never seen them before. And I've always been a bit torn on them because I really like what they do. But sometimes I find it a bit repetitive. But basically, they're a progressive metal band, and um, they're sort of like... Opeth is the closest comparison, right? but they also have a violin, and they're sure. also kind of a bit more sort of contemporary sounding, is the only way I can put it. So they've got a singer who looks like he's just come out of a goth club, like of Slime Light. Brilliant. Um, he's called Zen. And um, he, yeah, literally like, you know, dyed black hair, black clothes, um, but like proper cool, like looks like a pinup. Like he's a goth pinup, basically. Nice. And he's got an amazing death growl, which is just great. And then... Do, do an impression? No. <laughs> I've fallen into this trap before, like... I've fallen into this trap before and I've accidentally done an impression and we all know it doesn't come out well. But yeah, I mean, I can't pronounce his actual sort of full name, but it's X-E-N-O-Y-R. Zenoa, I think maybe. Sure. But I think people just call him Zen. But yeah, he's very, very cool. And then he has a co-vocalist, a guy called Tim. So that's a lot not, more. Not as cool a name, is it? It's not as, it's not Zenoa as cool Zenoa and Tim. I mean, Zen just looks fucking cool. Tim looks very nice. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Zen's got like black long hair Tim has got sort of curly Ackerfelt but longish kind of brown hair and he does the clean vocals and plays violin so they kind of bounce off each other mm. so you can get this really intense kind of like death metal growl really going for it and then Tim kind of comes in and does the counterpoint and does some really good harmonies and plays the violin and um, the other guys are just kind of really like into it you know there's um, a guitarist one of the guitarists was like smiling all the way through it and like joking with some of the other bands and other bands other members and doing a bit of synchronised headbanging <laughs> um, which was quite cool slapped another one on the ass so he kind of nice. kept, kept the atmosphere light um, and they just played very very well again they were very tight very technical and those death metal vocals were brilliant but it's just quite incongruous first at first really because you kind of think like Zen just sort of looks like he's come into the wrong band by accident. <laughs> it's just like, how did I end up with all these like prog metal people? I just want to scream in a death metal band and then now this has happened. Um, but it does kind of sway between death and prog. And um, like I said, it's just quite technical and um, they're very good to watch. They're just great performers. Well, um, how was it, Sean? I enjoyed it. Um, amazing. <laughs> Of course. But basically, yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, d- definitely check out Nail with Scaris because it, it's worth it. It's different and it's uh, unique. And I think it's taking a, it took a little while for it to kind of click with me, but having seen mm. it now, I feel feel like I understand it a bit more. Oh. Um, yeah, Ishan, brilliant. Uh, I guess for those of you who don't know, he was founding member of Emperor, singer of Emperor, Obviously, Emperor tour these days, but don't record any new mm. studio stuff. 
Uh, so Isan, for the last decade or so, has been putting out solo records. And they started off in kind of emperor black metal-y vein and then have moved through to a more avant-garde type of thing. Um, so you can get everything in there, like strange tempos, uh, weird fucked-up saxophone bits. Uh, his vocals can change from sort of black metal to death metal style to exceptionally clean. Um, he's just a very, very creative individual. And his wife or partner, I'm not sure if they're married, his partner um, helps out with uh, an awful lot of stuff as well and kind of collaborates with him. But he's just a very, very accomplished museum. Museum. He's, he's a museum. This is the problem. We're not having enough sleep. He's, he's <laughs> you an, were doing so well. He's an accomplished museum. He's an accomplished musician. Please forgive me. Um, he's an accomplished musician and he just comes on stage and he's confident and he just does his thing and it, you, it just blows you away because of how good he is. Um, one of the songs they played quite early on was from his last record... Um, and it's called Samra. You probably don't pronounce it like that, so sorry, Isan. I've just called you a museum and said you're, <laughs> said just you're not a fan at all. I'm just not very good at Norwegian. Um, yeah, Samra, it's just this amazing like ballad which you would never expect if you listened to Emperor from him, but it's just a really fantastic ballad. And he played it probably like four songs in, and it was just glorious. This glorious, amazing song really filled the room. Um, what else uh, it was just yeah being a bit gushy here but um, it was great it's him and three other guys in his band and they make a lot of noise and there's a lot of textures for what is for people they basically had a guitarist a drummer and a guy on synths um, and yeah it's a, it was a very full sound and particularly created, like I said, by four people. He used to have the backing band, the band that's now Leprous. Mm. So he has got form with getting, again, very accomplished musicians in to play with him. Uh, but it was a strange one because the reason that I went to Paris was because his only UK show was at Damnation on Saturday. Oh, Obviously, right. we wanted to go and see Slayer's final show. Of course. So I knew I wouldn't see him there, so we went to see him in Paris. And he's only had a few um, European dates, and he's not coming back to the UK at least this year. So um, I was surprised that the venue wasn't more full. You know, there was a decent turnout for it, but I think in Paris, a major UK, a major UK city, help me, Luke, a major, Euro- a major European city in the Moulin Rouge. I think some people had travelled like me, you know, to go and see him in a special environment. But I was surprised it wasn't busier, and it did make me a little bit sad, because oh. I guess at the end of the day... Niche metal is still niche metal. How big is the Moulin Rouge? Like, I've never been. Um, I've seen it from outside. So, I mean, we were in like the venue part of it, which is still in the same building as the Moulin Rouge, but I don't think it's the place where they have the cabaret. Mm. It's also it's a proper music venue. And capacity-wise, looked to me to be like thousand maybe maybe a bit less than that okay. between 500 and a thousand that's probably it's fairly big for a chance i think he only did the underworld when they did last did london and that's only 500 cabs so a thousand yeah. maybe is still ambitious for him i feel like a thousand is too many i don't think there were that many people there but it wasn't it didn't feel as small as like the underworld mm. it felt bigger than that so some you know somewhere in the hundreds um yeah, just go and see him if you get the chance to go and see him. You know, listen to his records. It's there's some there is something for everyone. I think his latest that. record is his best one, personally. It's I nice do as well. Worth, uh, 
Again, I can't pronounce it. I'll sorry. sign it for it. Amra. I think it's armor. Armor. Great. Amra. That's, that's a A M R and there's an accent on the A. We are uncultured and don't know. Yeah, we need Jonathan. This is what we need Jonathan. Exactly. Because his Norwegian is yes, yeah. It's on point. Exactly. But again, probably just rambling on here. But there's something for everyone in the records. You know, there are ballads, there are very technical parts, there are twisted time signatures, there are just things you wouldn't expect in there. It's not it's true innovation in metal you know we're not talking about somebody who's just repeating things and repeating things he could easily have just gone off and repeated black metal again and again yeah. and again and people would have loved it and just gone yeah black metal it's <laughs> on love it and he's not he's developed as an artist and has really gone on to do really interesting things five so, out of ten yeah <laughs> basically i did tell luke before he came in to stop me rambling and also that i was tired and i think yeah. this is happening now so let's move on shall we yeah, this might be a very heavily edited podcast but, <laughs> Thanks, luke. Um, but there's not a lot by way of news though unfortunately this week so this this is where we can but this is the most important time. bit of news isn't it the, the next bit fucking is go on luke slipknot Best band in the world, as we've spoken about, on the cover of Metal Hammer. But the new redesigned Metal Hammer. New redesigned Metal Hammer, and there's a new bloody song. Who could have timed it better? It's like, we know what we're doing. It's a fucking good song, though, isn't it? What's it called? All Out Life. Yeah. And it, yeah, as I'm sure, I wrote a thing for the Metal Hammer website uh, last week when it came out about my reaction to it in full. You can go read that now. Uh, but it's... Basically, it sounds a lot like Old Slipknot, doesn't it? And that's fucking good. Yeah, it sounds a bit like Iowa. Yeah. There's also a bit in there that really reminds me of All Hope Is Gone. Yes. Um, uh, but it's, it, yeah, it's like um, hitting stuff and killing stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Like they've, t- they've taken a lot of good bits from good songs, really, and not necessarily negative, where there's bits of the bliss that exists in there, in like the military-style drums. Like the production, I think, is very volume three. There's... But then I spoke when I spoke to Corey for, for the Metal Hammer cover vision. Um, we talked, talked, talked a bit about the direction of the new record, and he said um, they went into it with the mentality of what if the kids from I- who made Iowa were, you know, were had matured and grew up and they made a record. Yeah. And I think this is probably going to be quite like that. I doubt this is going to be the only heavy song on the record. In a way, I hope it's the lightest one. I want them to fucking kill me. But it's. <laughs> But yeah, it's heavy, like Corey's back to screaming again. Someone pointed out on Twitter, actually, that I didn't even think about it, that since he's quit smoking, apparently his scream has got better. Well, that makes sense. Which makes sense. Um, Don't but, smoke, kids. Yeah, yeah. Although it makes you look really cool. No, like, no, it doesn't. Stop no, no, no. <laughs> boo, boo smoking. <laughs> um, boy, I, that's, I, I, I listened, it's been a long time since, because we get sent a lot of songs in advance, and we didn't get sent this one, to be fair. But we... I heard it, and I wasn't even at work that day. That was the annoying thing. I wasn't even. Luke had a day off. I had the off. Well, what, <laughs> the what, day off, and the day that like the best thing that could have happened. And I was just I ended up being on the Hammer WhatsApp group all day. But at least you could sit in your house and digest. And it. I pretty okay, much what did. What a great day I, off this is. Exactly. I just sat and listened to the new thing I was talking about six times in a row. Me too. And it was just like, yep, this this slams. And but yeah, what do you what do you genuinely think of it? Are you? A yeah, f- I fan? really like it. Um, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to listen to something these days without being analytical about it or thinking mm. about it too much almost because when something is so anticipated like this, you're sort of thinking, you know, oh, what's it going to sound like? And you're listening to it. It's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like you're listening to it and kind of 
not knowing what to expect and overthinking it in a way. But when you listen, if you just listen to it, you're just like, yeah, yeah. this is good, isn't it? I was I was worried before pressing play. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was like, because there's a new While She Sleeps song last week as well. And I thought, I was like, okay, I know what While She Sleeps sound like. It's unlikely they're going to deviate from what they do. But when I was like, oh, there's a new Slipknot song, this could be fucking anything. Like, I have no idea whether it's going to be hard, soft, fast, slow, or what. And... I was not disappointed. Like, just hearing that guitar tone again, it's like, yes, come on. I do think their wank jumpsuits are a bit stupid. It doesn't say wank, does it? (laughs) It's W-A-N-Y-K. How do you say that? Wanik. (laughs) What, 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 I I don't know. Go on, Luke, tell them what it stands for. It stands for We Are Not Your Kind, which is the uh, final, like, chanting bit of the the song. The video, yeah, I've got to admit, the video... It's not amazing, but it's not bad. You know, it's yeah, it's okay. it's, it's, kind of, it's quite standard, really, isn't it? It's, it's, it's sort of like if you watch yeah. that without the music, you probably guess it was just a video. Yeah, but, but I like it. It's quite familiar in a way. It's like this is you know exactly. It's, think, it's, it's, it's not there's, there is something nice about the familiarity of you know they're on the bus, they got marched out in the boiler suits. You know, yeah. it's sort of it's quite nice in a way. And I guess they weren't in it because they'll probably unveil them at the new masks at some point. Yeah, in like a how, however they're going to do that, I have no idea. But yeah, that's very exciting. But away from Slipknot, my favourite band, one of your favourite bands have announced an exciting thing, Eleanor. They have. They are going to play Milton Keynes Stadium next year and it is Ramstein. Yes! Yes! As, as part of a European tour, but obviously the only UK date is Milton Keynes and we don't know the names of the European ones because I've not printed it off. But Luke. Ramstein in a stadium. That's I might amb- have to go on another little holiday as well. Like that's ambitious, I feel like. I, I think Ramstein are massive, don't get they're me massive. wrong. But they're huge, it's the only show. Stadium. Yeah, though. but you know it's going to be... People know about the show as well. You know, they built the reputation on the pyro. People know if they go and see Ramstein, it's going to be great from start to finish. Yeah. I am so excited to see what new stunts they're going to have because they must... You know, they've been away for so long that they're going to have thought of some new stunts, I'm mm. sure. And they have the big warehouse, don't they, in Berlin where they try, try stuff out and, like, test pyro to amazing. make sure... It, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, you know, we all know the cooking pot by now. We all know my favourite, the Icarus wings. Oh, the wings are great. Yeah. So I kind of hope they still do the Icarus wings. But I do want to see some more stunts in there. I want to... I just want that surprise. Gonna. I don't know if there's any European dates before ours. I think there are, aren't there? Uh, I think so, yeah. because yeah, I, I think the UK is in the middle, but it's going to be one of those things where... Either have to go to the first one or avoid the internet <laughs> because everybody is going to talk about what they've done. So, yeah, I think I, I think I've only seen you know Ramstein once, and that I obviously talked before. I don't remember, but they, but that was at a festival, and I feel like there's a lot more scope for them to do bigger, better things with it being a stadium of their own show. They've got a lot more time to set up, a lot more time to prepare. And the biggest age they can do whatever the fuck they want with. So I yeah. Well, the show that you saw slash don't remember it download was pretty much the normal Ramstein show, and that's a nice thing. They didn't really compromise. Yeah. Um, but I think they've been doing those stunts for a while because you know once you build a live show, it's not an easy thing to build and put together, especially with so many moving parts, so many members, so much fire that you know it's, you you stick with it for a while, don't you? Which is why I'm excited to see something new. And yeah, and I guess this could mean there's a new Ramstein record next year. I think they've already said there is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we did a cover feature two years ago when they were working on it. So. Yeah, so you better fucking hope it's coming next year. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's going to be wicked. Ramstein in the summer, alongside a stadium Metallica show, alongside Download Festival. Imagine if it's like 30, oh. imagine if it's like 35 degrees like it was this summer, and then you're right up against the pyro. 
there's no way I'll be going to the front for Ramstein <laughs> <laughs> Stadium. I got my head kicked in. Me too. Should we move on to some reader questions? Yeah, Luke, go for it. You go first. Right. At Robo Maloco, great name, asks, has any member of a band you like done a side project that you ended up liking more than their actual band? Go, Eleanor Goodman. Uh, lots of bands do side projects that I like, but it's really hard to think of what I like more than their actual band. Mm. Probably that only one would be Down, because I like Down. More than Pantera? No, more than Crowbar. Okay, right. Because there's several people in that <laughs> yeah. band from different groups. Um, so, like, yeah, not more than Pantera, but more than Crowbar. Okay. Is that allowed? I think that's allowed. It's, it's yeah. a side project, you know, from yeah. various members. I, I don't think I, I I think I don't think I agree with you on that one personally. Well, I love Dan. No, no I don't disagree with you. I don't agree that you don't love Dan. I think I think I prefer, <laughs> I prefer Crowbar. Um, I guess the other <laughs> bands that I really like in terms of side projects, Team Sleep and Crosses, like Chino's projects. But I love Deftones more than them. Yeah. And I love Killer Be Killed, but you know I also like not more than Dillinger and Mastodon. Oh yeah, Mastodon so, and Sulfur. I mean, yeah, like those are great bands, but. They should really kill be kill record soon, surely. Yeah, I, I thought it was on the cards. We're talking about that yeah. for ages. That, that'd be Go on, Ali, do yours. Well, I, mm, I, I, I've been thinking about this. Cause I, well, I was going to say, that's no, what I was going to say, because I basically, I, I thought of one and it was wrong. But <laughs> Go on. But it's, I, I was going to say, I prefer Renoa to Devil's Soul is Soul, but I got it wrong in terms of timeline. Members of Renoa then joined Devil's Soul is Soul. Not the other way around. So, so ignore that one. All right. But I think I prefer the Mars Volta to At the Driving. Yeah, Wait. I can see that. Um, I think you're wrong. No, no, I know completely. I, I, I think I also think I'm wrong. <laughs> but, but, but I went, Why are you saying this? But no, no, because I, I love At the Driving. I was thinking how much I love At the Driving. But then I was going through what I've been. I think I listen to the Mars Volta way more often than I listen to At the Driving. Like, Relationship of Command's better than any Mars Volta album. Yeah. Of course. But I think I I listen to th- like three or probably all Mars Volta albums more, and I probably only listen to really probably only Relationship of Command by Out the Driving, pretty much. Maybe for maybe for some people. I think there's two factors stopping me from agreeing with you. Go on. One is nostalgia, if I'm honest, because at the driving I heard growing up. I see. And, I did. And have like time. a few memories of like dancing some in metal clubs and I've forgotten my other points I'm tired oh yeah attention span (laughs) (laughs) if that was intentional that was really good that was not intentional sadly Um, I think you know at the drive-in is a bit more to the point and Mars Volta is a bit like oh we're on a journey froggy yeah yeah so I don't agree with you yes I'm surprised in myself but you know I love for Club Mars Volta. I also wrote down I prefer Murder Dolls to Wednesday 13, but I don't know how you whether that is actually a side project or not. Yeah, which is which? I don't know which is which, yeah. Um, and also, this doesn't really count as a side project, but I just wanted to have you give a shout out to the Church of Ra, which is basically just a group of musicians who all form members of Oathbreaker, Eamon Ra, Wolves in the Throne Room and Giga Dude. Yeah, it's worth talking about. Um, which I don't think there is like one overall band. I guess he could claim Eamon Ra at the top one and there's sub brackets below it, but who fucking knows. But every band associated with Church of Ra is pretty much brilliant. Yeah. Listen it's a nice to- idea as well, like having a collective and yeah. sort of helping each other out. And Yeah, and you often see them on, on tours together yeah. or playing the same festivals because it's easy. And yeah, it's just something... It's just, it's just, there's that, that whole scene that, that seems to be coming out of Belgium. It's just fucking brilliant, right? Yeah. I love it. 
It's, it feels authentic and real and exciting. Yeah, dark and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like you. So I like it. Uh, my worst one. Have you got a worst one? My what, worst one. Worst side project. Yeah, my worst one's Field of Dreams. I, oh, God. I, I, mean, I don't think I've heard that name in years. <laughs> no. That, yeah, that's atrocious. A, a worst side project. Yeah. Axe Wound? No, I didn't, I, no, I didn't really dislike Axe Wound. It was just a bit like... Okay. It was just there, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Oh, I don't know. I'll come back. I'll come you back don't have to. No, I, just... I don't. I don't. Th- I spend much time thinking about bad music. Either, <laughs> Why would you? Why would I? Right. Another question then from Owen White asks: With the corn singer saying new metal was and will be the last big wave of rock music, do you think he is right? And does it matter? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read this full story. I saw it going around the internet earlier this week. Here, Jonathan Davis talking about new metal. Do you think he was right? Hmm. I don't think it was the last. I don't think it was or will be the last big wave of rock music. No, I think that's because new metal what ended in two thousand two, two thousand three. Oh, I reckon a bit longer than that. More like two thousand five, really. Yeah, okay, there's some hangers on at the end. But like in terms of rock music, like no, because then you have the new wave of American heavy metal after that. I mean, like you had like the Lamb of Gods and the Mastodons and the Kill Switches happened pretty much straight after. Obviously, it wasn't as big as new metal, but it it happened. And then, but I then... And then emo. And then emo, yeah, then fucking emo. Emo was way bigger than new metal, unfortunately. Like, my chemical romance were bigger than corn. I mean, people, there was a whole column thing in the Daily Mail where people were worried that kids were self-harming and emo was a cult. Oh, yeah, fuck, I remember that. There was a lot of mainstream attention. There was MySpace, emo fringes. Yeah. It became one of those cultural things where emo passes into cultural parlance as a shorthand for... That's the thing. Depressed if, children. Yeah, if, <laughs> you know. if, you know, the mainstream media, yeah, like, newspapers that sell millions of copies a day are picking up on this genre of music, it's probably a bit of a big deal. And I can't remember a time when fucking spine shank were in the, <laughs> were in the Daily no, Mail. No. You know, um, but I think after emo, it is hard to pick out another big... Absolutely. And if one. we're talking metal, metal... Metal, metal. Then new metal was the last big mainstream movement. If we're, again, if we're talking mainstream. But I do agree with you that obviously the new wave of American heavy metal bands, that was a big deal. That was so much hype. And, yeah. You know, so many sort of package tours and bands that are still around today that came out of there. Um, I was speaking to Mark Morton the other day from Lamb of God and he was saying that was the most exciting kind of time for him where he felt like a rock star was almost like when all those bands were coming up together and everyone was really excited about the potential and you could feel there's something in the air. So I definitely agree with you on that. It's a funny one, isn't it, really? I think the second point is the interesting bit that Owen's asking is does it matter? Does it matter that New Metal was the last big, in inverted commas, thing? It does make me a bit sad because... Again, I, I often think that more people would like metal if they were exposed to it more and kind of had more of an understanding of it and it was just out there in the world and with a lack of mainstream outlets, you know, there's a, you, know, you don't just stumble across it as easily as you used to. Whereas with new metal, it was everywhere and you could stumble across it and you could get involved with it. So I think mm-hmm. it does make me a bit sad in a way. Like, there's a fuck ton of amazing music out there. It's just that that mainstream thing does help the music to become bigger and then the movement yeah. to become bigger and then more people to get involved. And realistically, I went new metal would, uh, was only massive because of Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Corn to a And Corn to but I mean, it they, was way more palatable to an audience that didn't like metal or didn't know metal, especially like a younger, you know, 12-year-old audience 
who were just like who heard Linkin Park and then discovered new metal. I don't think there's anything that's happened since, except for emo, not necessarily, where it's super accessible to a mainstream audience. No, not at all. Yeah, if anything, anything, metal's got heavier and harder and more aggressive. Yeah, more niche and spread off into different genres. You really, excuse me, would have to look towards like pop punk or something, but I mean, that's not, you know, that's not massive, massive now. It's, you know, all time low were a big deal and then there were lots of kind of smaller bands that still Yeah, like they did Bandly, but... Uh, yeah, it's weird. I, but it's fair, I don't think it does matter. I don't. I think I, metal now is better than it was in two thousand two. I think the only reason it matters, like I said, was because you want it to get out to more people. Yeah, like, the more do. people know about it, the more music is created, and the more buzz there is, and the more noise there is. And yeah, bands play bigger venues. They yeah, can earn exactly. money, and they can do it full time. Exactly. But it's in terms nice. of actual music being made, there's so much out there. Like we've said before, like. It's, there's a great scene out there. Yeah, there's loads of metal. Next question, Luke. Well, I don't know why I put this one in, to be honest. Jay Norris asks, what's your favourite brand of tea bags? Well, I'm going to be a tea wanker. Oh. I'll say that even though I'm from the north, I don't like normal tea. I only like herbal tea. And I saw a story yesterday on The Guardian that I didn't read because it, it was too annoying. <laughs> Tell me more. It was too annoying. It said... Benedict Cumberbatch says that herbal tea shouldn't be called tea, it should be an infusion because it's not real tea. I didn't click the link because I was like, life's too short really, isn't it? Yeah, that, that headline's too long. I've <laughs> lost the world to link Anyway, I'm going to go with herbal teas and... What brand? Middle class brand like tea pigs. I was going to say tea pigs yeah. is the only one I'm aware of. They have really nice like mint and licorice one. But it's worth mentioning, this is not, not being paid to say this. But <laughs> Please we got, sponsor us tea We pigs. got sent to the office um, some Unity blends, which have been formulated by Dan Tompkins from Tesseract. Oh, He's did. made his own type of tea that you know, is meant to be good if you're a singer or just good if you're not. Um, and I had... I had some of that. That's Unity- the slogan. Good if you're a singer, but good if you're not. What about Alan Partridge? But yeah, Unity blends uh, his tea. That was really nice. I had some, like, I think it was the Energize tea, mm. and it was sort of a blend of teas that was meant to give you energy, and it was really fucking good. So, tea pigs and Unity. How about you, Luke? I'll go with Yorkshire tea, because it's, my, it's the one I always buy. Um, you're not from Yorkshire, though. No, I'm not, but I'm from near there. And... I t- PG Tips is okay. It's what we have in the office, and yeah, it'll do. But uh, but I'll be honest, Yorkshire or Tetley's because I'm northern, but with just a bit of milk and no sugar. Please don't drink black tea. Black tea is fucking rank. Although Bryony, uh, who runs Louder, who sits next to me, we she's into these cold tea bags. You've seen them? Yeah, I got yeah. some at the weekend, but I've not tried them yet. Big you jug put of them water. Into cold water. Yeah, big jug of cold water. Drop your tea bag in. And it just changes the flavour of your water. It's a bit like squash, but healthier, probably. I've got like a watermelon and mint one, but I've not tried it yet because now the weather's cold, I actually want the hot one to get Oh, it. God. This is all going horribly wrong it for me. It has gone horribly wrong for me. But yeah, so cold tea bags are a thing. And so I've, I've tried them. They're all right, you know. So tea pigs, or whoever does cold tea bags, <laughs> if you're listening, please send us loads and sponsor us. Send us tea, guys. Send us tea. We like it. Because we'll drink it on your podcast. You'll definitely be able to tell in audio (laughs) form. Final question. It's a a big one, but one we can answer in one word, I think. Go on. Jacob Tomaszek asks, who will put out a new album first? System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine, 
or tall? Tall. Yeah. Because I've literally said so. I'm afraid so, Jacob. I think you've either you've not been reading the news or, <laughs> or you don't believe Mayna. And but yeah, apparently the tall album is coming soon, probably next year. Sister Sister Down, I'll be surprised if it ever comes out. Rage Against Machine, they'll never be a double rage album. Keep checking metalhammer.com because Luke here, lovely Luke, lovely me, does all the news updates exactly. so you can find out all the latest on all these records. Exactly. I'll be sat there refreshing the tall Facebook page <laughs> all day. I thought you had a direct line to me, <laughs> No, he, he won't talk to me. Oh. But uh, but yeah, it's a tall album coming next year alongside a Ramstein Stadium show, alongside Download Festival, alongside a new Slipknot record. It's 2019 is going to be fucking sick. Are you going to have a beer next year? I might have a beer next year. Next year will be the time I finally have a beer. Oh, it's going to be Grown good. up, Luke. Grown up, oh, Well, that is really exciting. 2019. What, what's really exciting though, Eleanor? But as we end, what's the most exciting thing that's happening tomorrow? Shit. Yes. Is this happening tomorrow? Yep. It, fri- is it really? Friday, the first of what? First one's going out. Wow, okay. We are launching Metal Hammer TV. Shit, the bed. If you looked at our Instagrams, I think, and particularly Merlin, because he's got very overexcited, uh, <laughs> you'd have seen screen grabs from the Metal Hammer TV show with myself, Merlin, and Eleanor talking absolute nonsense uh, about metal. But what else? What, go on, Eleanor. You're, you're the co-host of the show. Yeah, me and uh, Merlin co-hosting it. It's a bit of bants. What, what do you do on there? Why should people be excited? It's everything you'd want from a metal TV show. We got in a TV studio, I talked at the camera, and we, <laughs> as I did, talked at the camera. And we've got everything. We've got an album of the show where we talk about what new album we are loving and why you should check it out. We have an unboxing, which is possibly the highlight, where Luke comes and joins us to unbox a special edition album. Watch me slag off bands for a few minutes. I did get upset when he threw it on the floor because I wanted it. Uh, we have got snippets of this podcast within there as well. We have got news stories. Possibly the most exciting thing is the interviews with everyone you know and love. Lots of exciting bands on there. To be yeah, fair. we have got Nurgle from Behemoth. We have got Lizzie and RJ from Hailstorm. And in the studio, we've got Greg Pachato talking all about the end of Dillinger and why the Black Queen is his main focus now. It's just packed with metal. It's very fast moving. It's very current. Everything you need to know about metal right now. And it's free to watch. You don't have to fucking pay anything. Free to watch. Exciting. Very exciting. You know, it's the internet. It's free. Easy. And we got a really cool setup, so it looks a bit like Wayne's World. It does look a bit like Wayne's World, actually. Yeah, it's good. It actually looks amazing in there. So yeah, feedback on that, please, next week. Tell us Only what you positive. think. Can you read out the readers group link? Facebook.com forward slash Metal Hammer Readers. Yes, Luke. Take that, Merlin. Take that straight away, first time. Go on there, sign up, join in, join the conversation, tell us what you think, watch Metal Hammer TV, and buy the new issue. Buy the new issue, it's on sale now as you're listening to this. It's got everything in it, just a quick recap in case you fell asleep. Cover's feature is Slipknot. We've got Slipknot gifts. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm too excited. We've got a poster, we've got a Slipknot Guide to Life, we've got a new noise CD, we have got interviews with M Shadows, Tom Morello, Soilwork, Judas Priest, Architects, Slipknot, Bane Metal, Korean and Cambria, all that chaos from Lords of Chaos. <laughs> Good 20, 20 years of Garage Inc. We have got Baroness, Clutch, and Monomoth, our Hollow Our Home, Death Heaven, Black Queen, Lucifer, Raging Speedhorn, Taka, Hailstorm, help me Luke. Oh, um, Everything. Metal, yeah. So, so much metal. God. 
please buy it. I'll sort of, and you'll have to read it all out again next week and probably have an aneurysm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I probably will. I've already said all the wrong <laughs> words, so please help me out. If you buy it and know what's in it, I won't have to tell you again. Exactly. So, yeah. Wicked. We're so excited about it. We hope you love it. It's a relaunch. It's got gifts. It's cool. It's very exciting. Check it out. Really exciting. Luke's feature's brilliant. Thank you. It is. It's really good. Read it now. And what else are you up to? Well, tonight I'm off to see Ghost Bath and Merle at the Electroworks, probably your favourite venue, because it's a big bloody goth one. It's a big bloody goth venue. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go watch a bit of a bleak post-black metal, I guess you want to call it. So I'll talk about that next week. And I think that's it. Really? I've got, you got any gigs coming up? You're going to have a great time at Ghost Bath. I'm really looking forward to it, yeah. For those of you who don't know as well, the singer, he sings in kind of Wales. Yeah, he doesn't, very, he, like, yeah, does, doesn't really use words, just goes... Well, I'm, uh, I'm kind of missing all the gigs with this week because I've got a few things on, so I'm a bit good. But I am going to a folk gig in Sheffield on Saturday night in a village hall. So well, let's not talk about that, that next week. <laughs> Boo, folk music. Boo. I'm going to make it 666% more metal but just by being Just by being yeah. there, yeah. Because everyone there will be a fucking... Doesn't matter. I won't slag off them. I'm sure they're lovely people. I'll report back next week. I'm going to be out of my comfort zone. Good. Boo to them. Anyway. Find the issue, watch the show, subscribe on iTunes and Acast, leave us a review, come talk to us, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you want to see. Buy the magazine and give us loads of cups of tea, tea pigs. I know you're listening. <laughs> Save Luke. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>